research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this, and Peter Schweitzer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view. This is is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Drill Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power in Washington, D.C. Seated by my side is the co-host, Eric Eggers. Eric, how are you? I'm very excited for today because we have maybe somebody, if if you're like the apex predator of knowledge of Joe Biden, (laughs) you know, we have somebody who's, I guess we'd call him a beta predator, right? Well, he he is right up there. He's absolutely right out there. Joining us. (laughs) <laughs> Joining us today and laughing hysterically is the author of Breaking oh, Biden, Alex Marlowe. Um, Alex, it's great to have you here. Your book came out a couple weeks ago, hit the New York Times list. Congratulations on that. And we have been looking forward to this conversation because, as you know, we've been researching Joe Biden and corruption in general for years. And now you come along with this book that I must say is thicker than my books. Um, so you've got the page count there uh, and also great, amazing detail. So thanks for joining us. And we look forward to the conversation. Thanks for being here. Well, my pleasure. First of all, I, I want to say that I love this podcast. I listen to it all the time and recommend it to people. Uh, and e- Eric asked me in our pre-interview, which lasted about 12 seconds. By the way, the, the Maria Bartiromo pre, uh, uh, pre-interview, that's like a, a grilling. It was like I was on a murder board, you know, before some sort of some sort of big debate. But, but e- Eric asked, what, what do you want to cover? And I said, I've been looking forward to this for so long because one of the whole reasons why I wrote the book, Peter, is that no one knows anything about Joe Biden. And everyone acts like they know everything. <laughs> right. But the one person who might still know more than I do about Joe Biden is you, Peter. So uh, <laughs> well, I've been looking forward to this. And uh, I can't thank GAI enough. Without your support, it would not have been as good of a book as it is. And it would not have been a New York Times bestseller. So uh, thanks to everyone in the room. Well, we, we're certainly glad to help Alex, but this is a terrific effort on your part. And I say this honestly, we're always honest on this podcast. There are things that I learned from reading this book that I did not know before. So let's talk about the current stuff that's in the news. There's so much about the Bidens, but the new revelations that are coming out about this transference of money from James Biden to Joe Biden. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your reaction to this. How important is it? And how does James Biden fit into this whole thing? People know about Hunter. They know about Joe. Uh, James is kind of more of a mysterious figure. So give the audience and give us an idea of how important this new revelation is and how Joe fits into this whole equation, how James fits into this whole equation. It's a perfect place to start, and I'll, it's a perfect place to start for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, Peter, you know as a Biden investigator that the hardest thing for us to do, people who are looking deeply into this guy's life and his business ties and his family, is to get exact dollar amounts because without subpoena power, we don't get access to bank records. So we're sitting around wondering, and we're connecting dots, and we're uh, drawing you know, a red lines with yarn, but we don't get to know exactly when the transfers took place and exactly how much unless they came out through some rare means. So uh, this was the biggest frustration researching the Biden. So when you see a company like AmeriCorps, which I touch on briefly, of course, uh, sending money to James for 200 grand the same day the check goes out 
to Joe for 200 grand. I mean, we all know what that looks like. So then it's incumbent upon people like you and me to go back and to put uh, some context around what AmeriCorps is, which I know you cover briefly in some of your research, but there's some fresh stuff. And the fresh stuff is even some of it's even more recent than my book because it's such a trickle to get information because the Bidens are so clever. Um, but AmeriCorps, we know, has been plagued by legal troubles, mismanagement. They've been sued numerous times for that mismanagement, investors, partners, fed up. And one of the main concerns is that James Biden keeps transferring money outside of the normal course of business. Uh, And there was a loan that he sent to himself for half a million dollars. There's some light reporting in the Wall Street Journal that he may have paid back some of it, but again, nothing conclusive. And so we know this is another shady deal. Of course, I'm I'm already getting ahead of myself. What business does James Biden have being in the healthcare sector? We have no idea. He was a nightclub owner and a guy who raised, raised money for Joe Biden. I mean, that's his background. So why is he even in this business to, of AmeriCorps anyway? And then lo and behold, you get this highly suspicious transfer and uh, you can go from there. But it just reminds you of all of the dirty deals that James has been involved in, which you know, Peter, you broke so much ground on this with his Hillstone, which got a contract to build 100,000 homes in Iraq, which I think you were the first to report that detail. Um, and how, how he was tapped specifically to negotiate with Saudi Arabia, because again, the nightclub owner, Saudi Arabia, I mean, it's all, it's all the same, right? It's just, just the same line of work. And then one of my favorite anecdotes in the whole book, which is how he got bailed out uh, from a tax dispute that he had where he owed the government, I think it was a half a million dollars. And he got bailed out by a Ukrainian oligarch who happened to be a huge backer of the Bidens. And oh, by the way, the Obama-Biden administration had uh, given that guy a loan, a federal grant or loan for $20 million to build a car dealership in, drumroll, please, please, Kiev, Ukraine. So uh, it, it's just all insane stuff. And James's hand is all over it uh, and is just so relevant to the book and relevant to what you guys do at GAI better than anyone, uh, which is there's so much smoke, but we can't ultimately get to the fire until we get those bank records. And that's where Comer comes in. You know, James Biden has the same background in healthcare that Hunter Biden has in natural gas or <laughs> you know trains or anything else. And by the way, like building uh, homes in Iraq is literally the plot of Arrested Development, which is a great satire yes. show. But like that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the, but that's like the Biden business model. I mean, think about it, that's who these people are. And you and, and I think it's easy to get sucked into and focus as you've done in this very good book on like how ridiculous of a character James Biden is and how ridiculous of a character Hunter Biden is and other Bidens. But I think, you know, why it matters to the country is because the person that's related to both of them, the guy that's at the center of this business scheme happens to be the president of the United States. And so we now know partly because you're reporting, partly because of what's come out after it is in March of 2018, Joe Biden gets $200,000 from his brother uh, from a company that, within two years would be raided by the FBI after declaring bankruptcy like that, like that's who he's getting money from because that's who his family does business with. And it, and it is labyrinthine and it's challenging to to track. And it's funny that you say the thing with the red yarn, we actually have produced a documentary in which we connected companies with red yarn. (laughs) That was our, that was our dominant visual aid, Alex. So thank you for kind of like sneering, sneering on it, you know, but (laughs) I'm not 
let's, if I'm, I'm only sneering at myself, Eric. And, and by the way, I want to read a line from, I know we're here to promote Breaking Biden, the greatest book on the Bidens. But if there's a close second, it's Profiles in Corruption. I want to read a line from, from Profiles in Corruption that I just loved. Uh, this is from your section on Hillstone, where James accumulated contracts from the federal government for dozens of projects, including projects in the United States, Puerto Rico, Mozambique, and elsewhere. <laughs> which is Peter saying, I'm tapped out. We've done enough. We painted the picture. He's in Mozambique. He's in Iraq. He's tied in with Saudi Arabia. He's tied in with Ukraine. I'm done. You guys get the picture. This is not a good guy. What, what it was is we couldn't fact check the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't spell the other names of the countries. <laughs> so, so Alex, here's the thing that I think is so fascinating about the Bidens that You've studied yeah. them. You wrote this terrific book uh, that details how the family operates. And yet Democrats continue to insist, well, you can't show a direct benefit to Joe. And my point has always yeah. been that's how it's designed. I mean, for for all of the, you know, uh, uh, the son that's a cokehead, uh, the brother that's a ne'er-do-well, right. they actually run a very sophisticated I would argue criminal enterprise that is designed to extract wealth to leverage Joe's powder, but to keep him at arm's length. So it's harder to connect him to. Now, as we've talked about before, the bribery laws, it doesn't matter if Joe doesn't get, if Joe gets paid or not. It's still bribery right. if it's in chains for access. But talk about how the Biden's operated and really how sophisticated it is. I think all these pictures of, of you know, Hunter naked, uh, snorting coke yes. um, really kind of benefit the Bidens in a way because it makes them say, oh, they're victims. They don't really know what they're doing. They know exactly how they're doing the way they structure these things. Yeah. And, and by the way, to go back to, to Eric's point, uh, which it really is, I didn't mean to, to distract us with jokes, uh, uh, but it, it, it is truly important that nothing that James Biden did his whole life uh, is where he made any sort of success had was outside the periphery of Democrat politics. It's all connected to yeah. Joe uh, or other Democrats. And that's how he made all of his money. And he still ran out of money, which is, Peter, as you know, is the pattern with all of the Bidens going back right. to Joe's dad. They all make money and then lose it. Um, but your point, Peter, is I would say the number one reason why I wrote the book. The number two reason is because I, I love doing investigative journalism. And I think this is the American president and his corrupt family is a very worthy target. And I think I was able to further a lot of your terrific research and I think make some super important points that I know some will get to today and some people have to check out in the book. But the number one is your point, which is that we've completely dismissed and marginalized this family as just these nincompoops, these sort of bumbling pranksters who are, oh, they're doing drugs, they're running out of cash, ha, 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 they're in rehab, they're falling upstairs, they can't tell the difference between their, their wife and their sister. Uh, it's all weird, but it's all a distraction from the fact that it is fairly sophisticated. I'm not calling them geniuses. Right. But it's fairly sophisticated when you're cutting deals in well north of half a dozen countries. There's well over 20 deals that are noted in the book. Uh, and it's a, you're not doing this stuff because you're dumb people who don't have some drive. These people are driven to succeed. And how they succeed is they use Joe's connections to cut nefarious deals. They're doing it both foreign and domestic, and they don't care who they're cutting the deals with. And they don't care how it looks 
to people like you and me that why is the nightclub owner building homes in Iraq? Uh, why is Hunter Biden, who is literally a crackhead, uh, why is he involved in a in in, in private equity in China? Uh, why are we giving our strategic oil to a business that is tied to Hunter Biden, the crackhead? Like, wh- why are we doing that? They don't care. They don't care about any of this stuff. Joe in particular, and Joe is a part of all of it. He's got incredible rhinoceros skin, which I go into in great detail because he suffered all this personal tragedy. His family lost everything when he was a little boy. Uh, he li- he lost his wife and, and daughter in a car accident when he was in his late 20s. And then he lost his son, Bo, who was supposed to be the dynastic heir for all that Joe had worked for. Uh, he's been through so much. He doesn't care, Peter, what you and I are writing. It, the American public have to care. And it's time to get serious that this is a corrupt criminal enterprise. They're m- more sophisticated than we give them credit for. And the results of what they do has been so much worse for the United States of America. So I think we talk about Joe Biden being at arm's length in terms of his connection to the actual transactions and the bank records, though I think he's clearly central to the business pattern and the business um, design, right, which is why they are, are able to attract the capital in the first place. What about his connection to actually running the country? One of the things you talk about in your book is the consultants yeah. that really run Joe Biden's America, yes. because I think it's, is it one of those deals where he's just happy to be in the office because they're making money. It's good for the Biden family. And it's just Obama holdovers that are still running things. Cause that's what it seems like. Yeah. This is another one where it's a great question because uh, it's very relevant to his insane speech where he pivoted from radical Islamic terror, slaughtering Jews and Jewish babies to how we need more funding for Ukraine. Right. Um, and no, notice there was a key moment in that speech where he was actually listing where all the defense contracts were going to go. And he was trying to pick red and purple areas to note, not just to Democrats, but to conservatives, that this war in Ukraine is a jobs program. And that jobs program, more than anywhere else, is for people in the Biden cabinet, people like Tony Blinken, people like Lloyd Austin, who was on the board of Raytheon, uh, Tony Blinken, who I called the Secretary of Boeing because uh, he is it, it, Tony Blinken should not be in uh, there's no position in the State Department of cleaning toilets that Tony Blinken should have. Uh, he is completely compromised because all of his contracts as a consultant with his company Westexec uh, all have overlap with his duties in the State Department. And we know that he's made an eight figure sum from that company in the past. And America has grown very tolerant of this. But so much of Biden's world, uh, there's a system that has been set up where the Biden administration has these governments in waiting. And these are these consultancies in Washington. And these are these places where people go to bag cash. And then they can go into the government for a while and set policy to benefit those companies where they can then go back and bag cash. The top ones are the defense contractors, but also big tech. Google is another huge example and, again, a Tony Blinken client. So he's just one example, but that's the entire administration. So more than it's Obama or longtime holdovers – I think it's this consultant class that Joe Biden has enabled because that insulates him. If this consultant class is on board with Joe, his job is not going to get threatened. No one's going to push him out because there's too much money on the line. Big tech knows Joe is safe. The defense contractors know Joe is safe. Hollywood knows Joe is safe. All of these people are not going to try to depose him because he's allowing them to keep the status quo. And so I go through the book. Of of course, there's people like Susan Rice who are Obama holdovers. But Ron Klain's been with Joe Biden since I was a baby. So it's a, you know, one of those powerful guys in the White House uh, until very recently. Um, 
there's huge overlap with Davos and uh, Goldman Sachs. There's all these other places that are feeding people that have globalist interests into the Biden administration. So I don't just pin it just on the Obamas, though, of course, they're a part of that of that constellation. Now, I, this is a hugely important point, Alex, and I think something you emphasize in the book that that the audience needs to really put in context, and that is Joe Biden is the consummate insider. If you look back at, at, at American presidents going back 40, 50 years, um, you know, Bill Clinton was a governor of Arkansas. He certainly had contacts in D.C. You could look at George W. Bush. His father had been president. You could look at Barack Obama. You know, then you get to Donald Trump. Then you get to 2020, where you've got Donald Trump for the Republicans. You've got Bernie Sanders, who's number two, really, among the Democrats in the primary all of them relative outsiders. Joe Biden is the consummate insider. He's been a fixture in Washington for half a century um, from a very small state that's very close to Washington, D.C. And this sort of represents the triumph of the consultant political class in a way that you can't argue that even with the Clintons, even the Clintons compared to Joe Biden are relative outsiders. Uh, and that's what yeah. I think makes the, 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 you know, it's so troubling. That's where the corruption intersects with the policies and the way in which Biden operates, because you have the, you know, both of those coming together and it's a time to cash in. And honestly, I think the Bidens are probably still doing that. We don't know. The only reason they wouldn't be is the fact that they know people are actually watching them so closely now. And you've got this congressional investigation going on. Yeah, that's right. And I think that if I could sum up the whole book into one point, it is that Joe Biden is not a symptom of the problem. Joe Biden is the problem. Yeah, he is representative yeah. of the degradation of American government and the way we govern ourselves. I yearn for an ideologue like Barack Obama, like because then we can debate him. Joe Biden doesn't have an ideology other than advancing power and his family. And all of his moves are calculated to enrich allies, especially his family, empower allies, especially his family, and then give his base what his base wants. Whenever his back is up against the wall and there's example after example, he throws a bone to his base to make sure they don't desert him. And this to me is much more nefarious. And it's time to stop acting as though uh, we didn't say, oh, it might be legal. Well, who's in charge of the system? It's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's DOJ, Barack Obama's DOJ when Joe was vice president. These are people who are deeply to blame for all this corruption. And they're, they were put in power by Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been one of the most influential people when it comes to America's courts uh, because he was in charge of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. It's, we need to stop acting as though, well, Joe's just a – he's just a, a part of this vast uh, system of uh, this oligarchy. It, it's a, yeah, of course. Of course. We all know that. But what we don't give Joe credit enough for is that he's the guy who set up the system. The problem is with him. It's interesting to think of as you talk about him being the ultimate insider, Joe Biden. So why is Barack Obama choose him? So because Barack Obama is this outsider in some ways, somebody that America is very leery of is potentially holding these radical ideas. It's almost like, you know, how Saudi Arabia is invested in this PGA golf tour and like and these soccer <laughs> yeah. leagues as a way to sports washing their reputation. <laughs> Obama used Joe Biden as a way to sort of sports wash. Uh, he's like, no, no, it's, I got the old white guy. We're good. And now it's his turn to cash in on it. And I think that's yeah. exactly uh, what's happening. And Alex, I think, does an excellent job of laying out in a comprehensive but accessible way uh, just how many deals, just how bad. I think, you know, you do the work that I think ultimately the House Oversight Committee is advancing. And there's one thing I would add to it. I think it's because of Peter Schweitzer's books. I think it's because of this book. 
that people are paying attention. And maybe that is one thing that's different during the, the Biden administration now than what happened during the Obama administration. No one's paying attention to this. We knew that Hunter Biden was working with Burisma. We knew Hunter Biden had these deals in China uh, that he set up after traveling there on Air Force Two, but nobody cared. And I think it's just kind of like, well, because, you know, it's fine. But now people are paying attention. And so if anything's stopping it, it is that there is some level of awareness, partly because of books like Breaking Biden. Thank you, Eric. Yes. And I do definitely try to give a lot of Peter's research some some new life and try to synthesize some of the key arguments um, that I think we need to be making for the next year as we head towards the election, because the arguments are there. We don't need to wait for anything else. It, it, it's all out there. Can I share a quick anecdote about uh, Barack picking picking Joe Biden? That uh, There is a fair bit of biography in the book. I try to keep it as tight as possible, but I do think you have to get to know Joe to really understand if we ever want to beat him, we have to get to know him better than we know him. Um, but one of the reasons why Barack Obama picked Joe Biden was specifically because he was poor. He actually liked the optics of having one of the poorest guys in the Senate. And this is so crazy to me because we were just in an era recently where if someone made money and someone made it in America, that we pointed to those people as the example, like, wow, that that, that person really has what it takes. Uh, they, they know what they're doing. Joe Biden's family has made money and lost it so many times you lose count. And that was a virtue for Barack Obama. And then Joe gets in and presides over the worst economic policy. I have two chapters on this in the book, imaginable. And it just haunts me that he was tapped specifically for being bad with money. And now we've got the Biden inflation. We've got these insane EV policies that enrich China. I mean, it just, if we could go back in a time machine and stop that, uh, you know, Hitler baby from being born, (laughs) I mean, it'd be so great. What's remarkable about that story, by the way, is Barack Obama says, I'm going to get this guy who's poor, um, who, you know, they would argue hasn't cashed in. And what does Joe Biden do? I'm vice president. Now. Now's the opportunity to really make bank. I mean, it's, 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 it's shocking. Let me, yeah. let me just say, honestly, I mean, breaking Biden's a terrific book. Um, uh, I think he did a great job with it. I learned things reading this book and I don't say that lightly because as you know, I've studied it for a long time. Where do you think the investigation on Capitol Hill is going? Where do you think that Comer, do you think Comer is going to be successful? Are we going to see an impeachment? Uh, where is this going to lead? Uh, Peter, everyone's going to know how closely we talk because I, I you totally white-pilled me on this. I, I was very negative <laughs> because I, I run cynical um, and I, I just, I'm a very positive in general. I'm a positive person in my personal life, but I think it's people who are familiar with me know that, but I'm very cynical about where the country's going. But seeing the way Comer's operating, where it seems like he's kind of going for the 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 lower bosses, the capo level guys in the mafia, and then he's going to work up towards the, the real bosses eventually seems to be a good plan. And the fact that he's getting these exact dollar amounts seems to be positive progress as well, because as you know, Peter, that's a total black hole for me and you to get those exact amounts. Um, but he does need to start hauling people in uh, at that top level. And we need, it needs to be highly publicized. And he needs to ask in each and every case, it's going to be exhausting. What did you do for these companies, James Biden? What did you do for these companies, Hunter Biden? What did you do for these companies, Frank Biden? Uh, and have them all explain what they were specifically doing. Because, you know, Hunter alone is going to give 
unbelievable quotes because we've seen it when he's done press is that he's pretty forthcoming when he does press. They're going to answer these questions and the answers are going to be absolutely insane. And if the public gets wind of them, Joe's not going to win again. So I'm optimistic that about the plan. I'm reluctant to trust the plan, but I definitely am sort of trusting it. Uh, to this point, I'll say sort of trusting it. But I have a million questions if anyone wants to contact me, and I will I will lay out the uh, specifics of where I think they should be asked next. Well, we know now because of polling after the 2020 election that if the American public had known the details of Hunter Biden's business revelations and that his his involvement with China and Ukraine and every, everything else, then the election would have been different in 2020. And you know because of big tech and the suppression that happened, they didn't know, but they know now. And I think to Alex's point, if you get yeah. – I think just for them, for the American people to realize, wait, it's more than just Hunter Biden. There's James Biden. There's a Frank Biden. There's like this entire kind of family tree that Joe Biden is the root of. And the leaves are just the cash that the Biden have been able to bag in these deals. I think that'll matter. And I think that's maybe the biggest takeaway for me from the House oversight stuff, because it is impossible to ignore. So whether they continue to get the business records to get the full picture, just knowing how many Bidens are in on this deal, I think will ultimately matter in a way that wasn't allowed to matter in 2020. And how many, how many people knew knew that they were tied in with with Kazakhstan and with Iraq? Right. I mean, we know about China, right. uh, and we know about Burisma. But first of all, we don't know nearly enough about China. I mean, right. will someone please explain to me why the effing spy chief of China's first call was to James Biden after he got pulled in by the FBI? <laughs> I, this is one of these things that I think yeah. I was able to do with breaking Biden is bring up some of these things that Peter had touched on that no one had moved the ball one iota in four or five years. Like, what? Yeah. Th- these are insane loose ends for this country. Yeah. And no one is asking these questions as far as I know. Yeah, no, no, that, that's a, that's a brilliant point because yeah, we broke some of this five years ago, but the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, nobody, nobody thought, oh, this is an interesting thread to pull on, but you, Alex, did, and and I'm so glad that you did, and and I would encourage everybody to pick up a copy of the book Breaking Biden. Uh, it is terrific, a New York Times bestseller. Uh, it's got how many footnotes do you have in this? Really well researched. How many footnotes do you have in this book? Th- thank you, sixteen hundred. Um, <laughs> and and I will I will. Have- Hat tip one of our secret friends with that strategy, um, who I'm sure is listening. <laughs> You've just wounded um, him, by the hot- way. You've wounded Peter because while he gave you credit graciously for having yeah. more pages yeah. than him in this book, I think he was secretly hoping that he'd have more endnotes. Yeah, than you. no, and no. So- he, he's got he's got the thicker spine, more pages, and he's got more endnotes. So, Alex, you you have out researched me, which is saying something. Um, Really a terrific piece of work. Um, so we're going to watch this story closely together. Uh, we would want, like to have you on again sometime in the future as this story continues to break. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you're cautiously optimistic that we're moving the right direction because I think a lot of times people just get discouraged and they just want to kind of throw up their hands. Yes. I know you see this all the time. And the thing that I try to reiterate to people again and again and again is if you do that and just throw up your hands and say, For- forget it, they're all corrupt, guess what? They win. These guys win because yes. we have ceded the ground to them. I, I can't under, I, I can't, you cannot underemphasize, we cannot overemphasize, I'm sorry, Peter's point here. And this is where people, I think, are totally deluding themselves when they think that they know the Bidens and they think that there isn't more to be unearthed and everyone understands it. It's the, this is one thing where some people have said to me who obviously haven't read the book, well, I think I knew everything about about the Bidens. Well, if I sit outside the Whole Foods in my neighborhood, which is a slightly conservative neighborhood, and I asked everyone 
all day who walked in. Did you know that Frank Biden was involved in a fatal hit and run accident and then avoided paying the family of the surviving daughters for 20 years? And that Joe Biden, who even though he lost his wife and daughter in a car accident himself, helped Frank hide out like a coward and not pay this family. Do you think one person no. knows that? No. no not they one wouldn't. person. They and wouldn't. Of course not. And and this is something that, again, Peter, this is another thing that you found, I think it was in one Daily Mail article and nothing else. Right. Uh, do, 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 do people know that even some of the funny stuff, do, that Joe Biden said that Valerie, his sister, is the love of his life. Uh, he, he called the value of the love is like, it, it was not written up. It was in a 30 minute wired interview that I saw. Not one news outlet decided right. that was noteworthy that the guy who was going to be president said his sister is the love of his life, who also happens to be in charge of the University of Delaware Biden Institute and has been bagging cash off of every one of his Senate races. It's a, it, no one follows up. No one follows up other yeah. than GAI and my little team uh, and the folks at Breitbart. And that's about it. And that is unacceptable. And we need to force the issue, Peter. Absolutely. I agree. And you're doing that. Uh, again, I would commend everybody pick up Breaking Biden. It's a terrific book. Um, there is a lot to learn here. I even learned new material. Alex, keep up the great work. Um, and we look forward to having more conversations with you down the road as the Biden story continues to, uh, to move forward and these congressional investigations continue. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks to both of you for everything. Well, thank you for listening, as you always do to the podcast. Uh, you can find uh, materials on our research at thedrilldown.com, and you can find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are located. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time. <laughs>